This morning I want to do two different things. I'm going to challenge you on an area that I think is important here this morning. And uh, then I'm going to open it up about halfway through for prayer requests for this coming week. And I thought it'd be good for us to have a little bit of time of prayer together because you won't have your prayer meetings obviously this weekend. And uh, as we're on the verge of spring break, it could either be a glorious step forward and great victories, or it could be a defeat. We don't want that to happen. Plus, we'd love to see uh, things occur that are real miracles. So I thought it would be good for us to take that time. Turn with me, first of all, to Luke chapter 2. I mentioned, uh, I believe, earlier how that I had the privilege of being at Dr. Ed Nelson's funeral and participating in it. It was a real honor and blessing. 98 years, very few men end on their strongest note, but in many ways, Dr. Ed Nelson did. And you look at his many accomplishments. How many of you read the book? Anybody read the book? That's pretty, that's a lot of fun to read that book, isn't it? And you see a life of all kinds of twists and turns and honesty and ups and downs. But uh, God wants us to continue to develop in our life and to be on a path, a trajectory of going forward and upward all the time. And one of the key things that we want to have in our life is to finish well. My father often said, uh, you pray for me, I want to finish stronger than I've ever been in my life when God takes me home. And uh, I want to be developing. And so you're in a key time of the pattern of development, of the process of development, of the goals of development. That's what college is so good for. You're going to learn a lot, but you're going to learn much about yourself and what it takes to do things in an excellent manner and to develop every part of your life, and you'll keep on growing. Whenever I talk to the men considering seminary, the thing that I gain most about from seminary is how to continue to study. In other words, I broke the back of all of the areas of weakness. Well, I would like to say all the areas, but most of the key areas of weakness that I had in that, in that realm because I was forced to, and I was, you're able to use it the rest of your life. You just keep moving forward and forward and forward. And this is very, very important because I think a lot of folks will go through college just have in mind being prepared for what they're supposed to do, and then, <clears throat> then they'll stall out and get a little bit uh, uh, just static in their life and passive and uh, instead of just plowing forward. Because I'm telling you, the greatest days of your life will be uh, in the uh, second half of your life if the first half is where it ought to be. A study was made here recently and came out uh, that the most productive decade of your life is between 60 and 70. Believe it or not, that's encouraging. <laughs> uh, but but I, would op I would say that that's really true um, from my own experience. And uh, the second one is between 70 and 80. Yay, President Trump, you know. <laughs> However, there's another one that doesn't give as good a picture, but I won't say that uh, publicly here, uh, but he's in a prominent position at the moment. Uh, but, uh, but part of what I want to say fits uh, that aspect. But uh, uh, then the next one is 50 to 60. So what I'm saying is that if you consider only your, your young 20s as your training time, 
and do not get the most out of it and, and allow God to transform you and learn the habits and the process of growing and learning, you're going to miss out on the, on the product, productive years. You don't need to fear getting older. 40 is not a bad deal. And you're just entering it. Thank you, Brother Himes. Uh, uh, you're just entering into uh, the, the great years of your life. And it's really true. Isn't it different for us as Christians? You know, in the, in the illusionary world of secular culture, man, by the time you're 40, you're nothing. You know, you can't be an Olympic athlete. Some people can still be a quarterback, but uh, most cannot be. And uh, it's about in every area, it seems like you're sort of over the hill. Certainly, if you're, con- you're concerned about how you look, you know, and beauty and all that stuff, well, a few plastic surgeries here and there, but maybe you can keep going for a little bit longer. But I mean, it's just so sad in the world. But for us as believers, you've got a whole life. But I'm telling you, the latter end's not going to be very good if the front end isn't what it ought to be. And so, if you look with me here in Luke 2, a verse that you are very familiar with, the very last verse of verse 2, speaking of Jesus in His human development, we don't have much about Christ in His life uh, prior to His ministry life. We have the 12 years of age temple experience uh, with His parents, and uh, we have this verse here. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. A lot in that verse. Now, isn't it interesting that he's the God of the universe? He is the creator. He knows all things. This verse clearly teaches you that he fully submitted himself to his humanity so that he could be our substitute. And so we see this perfect man without sin had to increase. In fact, we find in Hebrews, he learned obedience. Now, not because he was disobedient, but because he was human, finite. He had the same human weaknesses that we do. And so he went through the process of development and growth. The Lord Jesus probably memorized the Pentateuch. Uh, the Lord Jesus went through a lot of the training that the young men there uh, in Nazareth would have gone through. Though he was not of the high station, still there was a lot of emphasis on a Judaistic uh, training. And, and when he uh, wows uh, the people in his ministry in particular, even at 12 years of age, it wasn't that he was just speaking out of his deity he in his perfect humanity had developed and taken in everything and he had spiritual wisdom because he was yielded to the Spirit of God and uh, was well advanced, but he had to develop in his life. And it's very interesting that uh, the normal age of really beginning productive adulthood was at 30 years of age in that culture. And that God had him, the Father had him wait until that time with all the development so that he could be truly, humanly, the leader that God wanted him to be. Now, that's a real mystery. That's hard to imagine. He's God. And yet, in his humanity, uh, he developed in wisdom. He developed in his physical uh, life. Uh, He developed spiritually, obviously, developed his relationship with the Father from the human standpoint. And uh, how important it is for you to realize that you are right now laying the foundation for uh, your later years so that you can be used of God. 
You, know, you say, well, things are so bad, Pastor, and prophecy is about to be fulfilled, and so I really don't need to worry about too much more development. I just need to get out there and preach Jesus because Jesus is going to come back in 2023. Well, there have been a lot of other immature Christians <laughs> that have, uh, have thought that kind of thing. Actually, I shouldn't say immature because the Apostle Paul felt like he was coming in his um, in his lifetime, and yet he understood that it was imminent, which means it could be <clears throat> at any time. You know why it's been 2,000 years? God wants more people in heaven. And, uh, and he does have a perfect plan. But uh, so I really want us to get a hold of this. If Jesus had to develop, think of how we need to develop. But here's the thought I want you to, to get is that it was through the Spirit, obviously Jesus in His Spirit was divine, 100%. But the Spirit of God came upon Him and enabled Him in His humanity. The picture of Christ in how He developed is really the picture of us. Do we not have Christ in us? Do we not have the Holy Spirit in us? The difference between us and uh, the Lord is our obviously finite flesh and the fact that we have the sin flesh nature. But we are a new creation. And so believers can develop and grow and have lives that you could say about many people's lives, increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Keeping that in mind, turn over to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. And because of time here, I'll just say a couple of words about it. But uh, here we have the wonderful testimony throughout the book of Daniel, and I'm not going to take us through it. You know it well, I'll just refer to things. But I want you to know what was said about Daniel in his older age here, as he was in his 80s probably. We read in verse 1, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, isn't that amazing, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred against the, uh, above the presidents and princes. Why? Because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. And then you go on and find out there was no fault that they could find in him. And so the only thing that they could do was this matter about him praying and, uh, and playing on the ego of Darius. But what a testimony. Uh, Daniel's excellence. If you, I will have you turn back to chapter 1 just so you can see it there. In Daniel chapter 1, we see the development of his younger years that allowed him to have this testimony in his latter Years We all know verse, uh, well, let's go to verse uh, 4. Children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all what? Wisdom. Wisdom. Hmm. And cunning in knowledge. And understanding science. And such as had ability to stand in the king's palace. They had been taught the uh, proper appropriate uh, ability to uh, handle um, uh, these high pressure situations. Uh, and whom they might teach the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans. And then, of course, you see the spiritual character of Daniel in verse 8. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. He understood the Old Testament, and he was going to be loyal to his God. And then God, of course, blessed them. And uh, 
Then we read in verse 17, As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Quite a testimony of Daniel and his friends, wasn't it? These were no slouches. The reason they had the opportunity to be used of God is they were developed in every area. And God took their stand and their fellowship with Him and the prayer lives that they had and their total loyalty to God. And as a result, He was able to exalt them and give them influence in a far more pagan situation than you're in. And you talk about temptation. They had it to the wazoo. I mean, it was awful uh, what they were facing. And God bless them. You have chapter 2 where Daniel would not take any credit. God puts him in that place where he gives the vision of uh, the whole future times of the Gentiles. And Nebuchadnezzar again uh, honors him, but he takes no credit for it. And honors the three friends of his. The three friends in chapter 3 take their stand. And God again exalts the Lord. Uh, Daniel in chapter 5 could have had the opportunity to exalt himself, but he did not when he read the handwriting on the wall. And then you come into chapter 6, and we see a man all the way through with an excellent spirit. One thing we are missing today, and I've alluded to this, and that is that there's a narrow little um, perspective on the part of secular culture, is that instead of developing the whole person, it's the idea of just becoming skilled in a certain area. Now, I don't have time to develop this, but if you do any reading on a socialistic type of a grid, you have your workers, you have your limited developed people, and you have a great de-emphasis on what we call liberal arts. That's not understood by many, many people uh, because it sounds, we don't like the word liberal, number one. And some of you are scared, scared of the word art, so it's, a, it's just a, it's a bad uh, maybe combination of words there. But it's speaking of the development of every aspect of learning and all the scope of knowledge so that your life can be an instrument from a spiritual standpoint that God can use fully. Paul was trained fully that way. And it's not, not an accident that he, we have the precious epistles of Paul. Now God used Peter, who did not have that, but he learned and grew and was under the influence. You notice he even says those uh, hard to understand books of Paul, you know. Uh, but uh, the more opportunity you have to develop yourself, the better off you are. And, and so realize that your culture has a very narrow view. Now they can be excellent, let's say in the medical field or whatever, but there isn't the development of the whole thought process. So people who have advanced in one area very much don't get secular humanism. They don't understand all the philosophies of man. They don't have a sense of history at all. Very smart people. Uh, they have not, themselves do not have personal discipline. They are very immoral. And on and on I could go. They are not developed people. That means that Christians, young people especially, who give their lives to the Lord and are willing to have a, a spiritual excellence, those excellent spirit, where the Spirit of God, just like with Jesus, Jesus was top of the line, obviously, well, the same Spirit is in us, and we can be like Daniel. We can take with the abilities that God has given us and become excellent in understanding all the different facets of life 
and to be able to, to think through the full biblical knowledge that we have so we can apply it to our culture today. And you can be way out in front of your peers in this culture because of having the right kind of training. Now, I'm not, I can't develop this like I wish I could, but it is something that I, I want you to realize that is very important, and that is that all the very things you feel a little insecure about in your um, uh, knowledge or abilities, those are the very areas you need to develop in. Maybe you don't like history, and I doubt with Brother Pastor Swanson, every one of you love history, right? You need to say yes anyway. It's very wise to do so. Fellas, do you love history? Uh, good, good. All right. Got that down. Okay. And ladies, do you love speech? <laughs> you didn't get that. Now, come on. Do you love speech? Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Mrs. Gilmore's not in here, but uh, that was uh, for her sake there. But, uh, and, uh, but the, the point is that uh, the very areas that you, your character your understanding, your ability to process, your ability to communicate. These are important things. You're a tool of a divine God that wants to use you. And what you learn and develop now and the walls that you break through now will, will very much speak to what happens in the key decades later in your life if the Lord tarries. I, can't, I wish I could really show you that. Because you limit yourself now, you're going to be limited. But if you learn how to, to, how to continue to develop and grow and learn and have a, an interest and let God change you and you grow spiritually and, and you're alive to life, that process will just keep on and keep on and keep on. And the possibilities of how God can use you are enormous. And so um, I may speak on this a little bit more, but we get, you get really just stuck in a little mentality. I was there too in college. I understand how that is. It's hard to see the big picture. But uh, have an excellent spirit. Be a learner. Keep developing. Deal with those character issues. Do the hard things. The subject you don't like, start liking. I mean, just get a hold of yourself by the grace of God and in every area of your life, conquer those uh, things that you know are weaknesses. And that is not for your sake. It, it was God that promoted Daniel. And it would be God that develops you. But it's for His glory. Alright. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. But I do want to keep you thinking especially as you're having to finish out the nine week block. Keep that in mind. Excellent spirit. Excellent spirit. Uh, there's a reason for this. And uh, there's a reason for that call slip I got. And there's a reason uh, for some of the things that I'm expected to do. Uh, we're trying our best to develop you. We have determined not to lower the standard at BCM, which makes us, in some ways, more and more difficult than other colleges. But uh, it, we're not comparing ourselves. We have, a, we have a purpose and a goal for you. We love you, and we want to see you really uh, developed in every way possible. All right, we had some uh, prayer requests here, and so... Uh, uh, Let's anything else uh, that you want to add just quickly because I, I've taken the time for some of our prayer. Yes, John. All right, good. Very good. Yes, Will.